welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I am here on a glorious, sunny Hamtramck day. The return of the sun. It's a fantastic spring slash summer day. We're on a Saturday afternoon recording, and we've got fantastic beers. I'm drinking a hop solution right now, or solution. I didn't know that's what it was called. I just saw that you in soul mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Solution. Not solution. Huh. And and you've got a better life choices IPA. Yeah, it's really wholesome beers today. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. It's going to be an optimistic cast, I I hope. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a turning point cast. Yeah. You know, you could always point to any part in your life like any moment where it was like a crucible, where it was a like a turning point. And you can be like, you know, that was bad at the moment, maybe. Mm-hmm. But because of that, I became a better person. Mm-hmm. Eventually, through trials and tribulations, I became who I am. And this is the forge within which my soul was constructed. I could point to that moment. I'm thinking it might be more along those lines rather than yeah. <laughs> just fun and pleasant. Well, maybe not. Maybe it will be fun and pleasant as well. This is a great way to just promote the show, by the way, to any new listeners. <laughs> hey, it might be good. <laughs> it might be pleasant. It might, it might be soul crushing. We've got a few topics planned up. We've got a few of them lined. A lot of them to do with uh, mortality. For instance, did you know that uh, millennials are amongst the most poorly aging age groups? In history? In history? Yeah. Like, well, I guess modern history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could I could believe that. It's not surprising. Apparently, physiologically, psychologically, behaviorally, mm-hmm. you might even be able to throw in like spiritually and productively, maybe. <laughs> uh, all the are your different measurements of human uh, potential and worth. We're suffering on every single count. Mm-hmm. And I, for one, as a millennial in this group, I haven't seen a doctor in like six years, I'm starting to realize. Mm -hmm. Probably more. And I'm like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) There's totally something like lurking under the surface somewhere Mm -hmm. in my body, and I know it. So I have on my to-do list, find a doctor. (laughs) 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 Like any doctor. I think I'm afraid of doctors. And I think that might be part of why uh, Sneaky D bugs me so much. Mm-hmm. He's kind of doctory. He's all about health. Mm-hmm. He's all about physiology, making the right choices, better life choices. Mm-hmm. He's like that IPA in a human form. I think my friendship with him has been me accepting the fact that I haven't seen a doctor and like I'm using this as a replacement. Mm-hmm. Like if I listen to Sneaky D tell me about push-ups long enough, all those trials of aging will just go away and I'll be on this magical infinite drift towards sneaky deedom. Mm-hmm. Running around my basement, lifting weights, making ab videos. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, you haven't seen a doctor in a while either, right? Not for preventative care. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Because <laughs> you would crash your cars all over the place and shit right. and get kicked out of moving vehicles by people. Yeah, I've seen doctors for like, in order to not die, 
<laughs> sometimes, but for like just a checkup, no, it's been it was before grad school, it was right before grad school. So it's been uh a good seven years probably. Yeah, we're probably both harboring some like life threatening illnesses. <laughs> <laughs> just right under the surface. I think maybe we might be just young enough and brash enough. We're not crazy with our diets. We're not crazy with our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I think we're slipping right under that wire of negligent doctor <laughs> going. <laughs> yeah. My main fear with going to a doctor right now is I don't want to go to a doctor and have them tell me how I should have gone to them earlier. Right. This is the main thing I don't want to, main conversation I don't want to have. It's like, dude, I'm here now. <laughs> no amount of chastising is going to get me here earlier than now. This is my future argument I'm having with the doctor <laughs> in my head. I think it's about time. I think it's about time I call up my insurance man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, point me to the best doctor. I want someone who's moderately loose with scripts. But, you know, not like that's all he does. Yeah. I don't want I don't want somebody who's like going to go experimental treatment on me like Sneaky D would. Mm-hmm. I want I want somebody who's moderately loose with scripts and, uh, you know, you know, a good chum to have around. It's like I'm I'm <laughs> there needs to be like a Tinder for doctors is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I need a good match. Mm hmm. <laughs> That's not a bad app idea. What kind of doctor would you need? Like uh, someone with slender fingers, perhaps? <laughs> uh, I, you're not to respond to that, I guess. If you had to pick an actor to be your doctor, mm-hmm. assume medical training, assume competence. Yeah. What actor would give you the most like uh, relaxing experience like oh i'm going to this guy for preventative care Mm -hmm. i know the care will be prevented or something like that yeah uh an actor i think i'd feel pretty comfortable with a sam neil kind of jovial fatherly figure and when he's clean shaven he looks like a medical professional yeah not to deride beard sam neil but clean shaven 40s and 50s sam neil is pretty much the picture of a medical professional, competence, and grace under pressure. Mm-hmm. I think I would go with, I wouldn't go with David Lynch. No. He's smoking right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> talking in metaphors, you don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps closing his eyes at me. <laughs> like, you got to go into your unconscious and you got to fix the wires and the little fish ideas will come and they'll nip at the wires. And then once they nip at them, everything will be aligned and you will be able to live heartier. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I'd go for David Lynch. Sam Neill's a good choice. Your body temperature is a sunny 98.6 degrees. <laughs> It's all clear blue skies and <laughs> I'm bleeding, David. I'm bleeding. <laughs> it's good though. I think if I think if I had to pick one besides Sam Neill, which that's a good choice. I wouldn't want to pick like a moderately younger one. I would you know what? Chris Pratt. I know it's a little 
little little off base. It might mm-hmm. be like Sam Neill, if he was listening to this, he would be like, wait a minute, you're voting for my replacement <laughs> in the Jurassic Park franchise? Let me explain. So Chris Pratt, in his, in his Hollywood career, he's been able to balloon up to fat levels so he can get on a comedy show, slim down to action levels so he can get in a Marvel movie, go somewhere in between for Jurassic World. This is a guy who has mastered physiology. Mm-hmm. He commands it at will. So I would go to uh, Chris Pratt, MD, and have him, you know, just like, give me a once over, give me a look over, like, not like that. <laughs> And uh, be loose with a few scripts and then uh, send me on my way. I would feel confident mm-hmm. and good. If, if the doctor's too old, I'll be like, this doctor cannot possibly care. <laughs> and he's got his medical training, like, what, 40 years ago? How many papers do these people keep up with? Right. Give me a, give me a fresh one. <laughs> <laughs> I want a doctor that will definitely outlive me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's where I'm going to go. Because I don't want to be, like, 60, and then the only guy who knows my body's physiology... Like, just drops dead. (laughs) That's not a good time to retrain somebody. Mm -hmm. So maybe, like, this little study that says millennials are aging poorly, all that is, is millennials have this long-term plan. We're aiming for younger doctors to take care of us when we get older. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need the care right now. We're young. Mm -hmm. We're we're happening. We're hit. We're hip, baby. Speaking of bodily functions, did you know? Do you know about the NFTs? Did we talk about them a bit already? I don't believe so. So an NFT is a cryptocurrency that's basically a, a certificate of ownership slash authenticity, but it's not real ownership. Mm-hmm. Like you don't own a copyright or anything. It just says it's just this weird made up construct saying you own a particular thing. Okay. With no rights therein. So I don't really get it or understand it. But people are making bank. Like some people made like tens of millions of dollars selling like uh, digital images mm-hmm. as an NFT. Grimes, the Musk person, sold some bullshit. And recently a man sold an hour or so of his own farts mm-hmm. as an NFT. He made a cool like 500 bucks. Want to hear some of them? Yeah. So you, you purchased these farts? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I didn't actually buy it. But the, I mean, this, this, this explains like my confusion with NFTs because people are paying exorbitant sums for this. Someone bought, paid $400 to say they own this, mm-hmm. but they don't own this website. Mm-hmm. They don't own... The copyright to these these files, they don't really own anything about it, but the NFT says that they own it, and it's just it's just a bunch of farts. Like like, there's one that's called fart number zero five forty, uh, otherwise known as the Tony Hawk special edition. Let's have another listen to that. What's going on in the background there? It's like sounds like he's in a warehouse You're playing Tony Hawk. Is that Tony Hawk? Is he skating in a warehouse? Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's see. Ooh, fart number 1,000. I bet this was a special one for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. This is for Ian. Fart number 666. Ooh. Ew. 
That sounded. That sounded uh, <laughs> excrementy. Yeah, that sounded like it broke the <laughs> solid barrier. <laughs> Ooh, fart number four twenty. What is this Dr. Seuss ass fart? <laughs> <laughs> I also kind of want to know his process. for Because mm-hmm. apparently he filmed all these farts of over a year. I'll just put it in the background. Anyways, he filmed these farts for over a year. But like, so it's clearly he's like in his life. Like people are talking around him. <laughs> he's doing things. And uh, I guess when he feels like he has to fart, he just has like a little recorder, like on hand at all times. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, it's time. <laughs> like in the middle of meetings while playing Tony Hawk. Everything. There's 20 minutes of farts and uh, on this file alone. Oh, shit. Oh, no. This is even better than just one guy. It's five individuals began and continued to collect their farts. Ugh. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Upon purchase, Fire will be able to download full 52-minute file. In case you need 32 more minutes of farts. (laughs) 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 So that's the crypto news. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't don't understand the world sometimes. I I think it's times like this where, like those philosophers who say, if you want to understand the world, you have to be as insane as the world is, which Mm -hmm. is something a human being cannot bear to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is one of those cases. If uh, Camus, Camus was here and he was seeing um, all these fart sounds for sale, being sold, being sold well, he would decide to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> do you continue listening to fart sounds or, or do you kill yourself? Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the grand Camus absurdism thing. <laughs> You didn't think you'd be getting philosophy at the end of the year of farts, did you? <laughs> I feel like we should fucking make an NFT, though. You know, apparently, yeah. Uh, maybe we could sell. A, maybe we could make a bonus episode of us farting into the mic mm-hmm. and be like, "This is the Scottcast fart." So do you think that would have more market value than just general farts? It's more specific. It's tied to a property. Yeah. Yeah. More unique. Mm-hmm. And that's what NFTs are all about. Uniqueness. No one else will be able to have the Scott Cashfart collection. And this general year of farts was sold for $350, $400. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine the market value of our own farts. <laughs> we could be sitting on literally a gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> yeah uh man 
I feel like I have something to say about this, but I can't figure out what it is. <laughs> well, let's take a little beer break. <laughs> let's see what it is. We will get the, the definitive fan favorite Ian Dixon take on NFT farts eventually. Want me to play him in the background again for you? This is good. I mean, technically, this is premium audio. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this just affirms my disappointment with capitalism. <laughs> I thought you'd come up with that a little sooner, actually. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like it's more nuanced than that, but that's that's the takeaways, like. This is dumb, and I don't know why people would pay for this, but also, like, the concept of selling rights to farts seems ridiculous. Yeah. And, like, something that could only happen now in this time. I think you're right. I think this is something that could only happen today, because, like, property rights are something that is relatively new invention and as far as humanity is concerned. Yeah. You know, like property rights for general people haven't really came into being until like the 18th century or some shit. Mm -hmm. You know, along with the Industrial Revolution. But uh, this this is just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just call anything property, but apparently you can. Mm -hmm. Apparently you can. So like capitalism supposed to be like this wise, invisible hand of the market that corrects things and makes right. things work as they should. It, it's it's supposed what a, to be that. Yeah, it's that's not how it operates. This is there's, there's definitely needing some correction here. <laughs> <laughs> that invisible hand could sure use some presence right now. Mm -hmm. Could sure use that invisible hand's presence. So, like, yeah, I'm kind of, I guess I'm a little bit uh, torn about it in that, like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone can hustle the system and, like, make some cash with their farts. Like, good on them. At the same time, I don't know what Grimes' NFT was or whatever, but. It was like a GIF. Yeah. It seems exploitative at the same time, even though it like technically like, yeah, anyone can do this and like make some cash and that's kind of empowering. But who's really doing this? Like people who don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> They're going to sell you a fart and you're going to pay for it and like it. <laughs> and fuck you. <laughs> And someone with means already, like like Grimes, is gonna have more success with something like this. Yeah, people with with maybe that's means what rubs me wrong about it. Who already have like an audience, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what makes these things valuable. Yeah, um, like that artist who sold a piece at Christie's for seventy million dollars. You know, mm -hmm. and keep in mind the person who's the person who bought the digital art at Christie's for seventy million dollars didn't receive a single file. Mm -hmm. They didn't even receive the file of the art. It's it, this is this is property ownership 
without property. <laughs> you don't even get to own the property. <laughs> it's like if you bought a house just to say you own it. <laughs> right. But you don't get to live there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to do anything with it. You know, it's just a it's just a record. And apparently you can game this shit. Like people are hacking and stealing NFTs. <laughs> Like they're just like swapping their name out, right? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And then they're like, I'm the fart king now. <laughs> yeah, it's like we've we've come to a point in capitalism where we're just so anxious to cheat the system that like we don't even know what the system's for anymore. <laughs> we're just exchanging money for like meaningless things. Yeah, is that that's basically what happens? Yeah, this seems to be like a, like a tulip craze every fucking week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how how are we all surviving? How is the financial system even to work anymore? <laughs> when people are just like so cavalier about everything, like one one week, you know what is worth just as much as Apple and Google, GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> The thing we hated universally two weeks ago. <laughs> Will you see a Scottcast NFT soon? Probably not because we're making better life choices. We're making better life choices. If I'm going to sell you a damn product, I'm going to get that damn product. Scott Science and Sneaky D bought the election for Pod King. Mm-hmm. And guess who's Pod King now? <laughs> Them. That's right. Well, sneaky, sneaky. but you know, yeah, Scott Science made it happen. They bought the election and they got the election. That's a fucking transaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I miss the days where transactions were just buying elections <laughs> and, <laughs> and holding court with your opinions. <laughs> I don't know this anymore. I feel like uh, I'm going to go to the doctor and they're going to like sell an NFT of my terrible health chart. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like Google around and uh, I'm going to find a new story. Doctor sells charts of man who should be dead, but it's somehow alive. <laughs> I've got some bad news, Mr. Krause. Uh, all your organs seem to be failing. Mm. And uh, boy, it looks like you haven't exercised in a few years here. Uh, I can so. just tell looking at you. <laughs> so your chart's looking pretty rough, but uh, good news. I can sell you an NFT of a very healthy man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll own full full rights to that. You can't, of course, upload that into, into your actual body in any way. Or, like It won't benefit your health, but you'll have uh, a clean, clean bill of health on paper. You know, and I like if it was the, if the price was right, man. <laughs> I might like to buy that just so I can come home and like show people, be like, "See, I'm healthy. I'm making the right choices." Why? Why is this? Why is this chart say Ezekiel? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I don't know why Ezekiel is the name I come up with. <laughs> man, this new time, these new times, apparently. There's so much pollution in the world, Mm -hmm. like worldwide. You're not going to believe this. Penises are shrinking. Hmm. Dicks are getting smaller. Sperm count 
like of this of this time versus 50 years ago mm-hmm. half hmm. half and apparently it's due to plastics permeating the ecosystem okay like there there's plastic in every living organism like on the planet now yeah part of the biosphere and it's it's running ramshot on our penises aaron brockovich you know julia roberts the the lady that that has the steven tyler mouth Mm -hmm. she headed uh (laughs) (laughs) she headed a study yeah all talking about all this shit and you can google it aaron brockovich talks about small penises i mean think about it like millennials we're we're the least healthy generation we're we're now we're, we're now like a whole generation of smaller penis man. I don't know if I don't know if women have smaller penises too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be <laughs> exclusive or anything. <laughs> That's what the study said. And and all the systems that and and we're running we're running ran shot and all the imaginary systems that seems to be seems to have kept things tied together mm-hmm. like the systems of capitalism we're just making things up and selling them we're going we're going nuts we're going nuts man <laughs> <laughs> you know i feel like it's a 50 50 chance if uh humanity is going to be awesome in the future the, or not the, the plastics have gained sentience Ooh. that we're like robot plastic people and we're selling things that are plastic quote-unquote not real made up because our plastic robot overlords good lord man i think you might be onto something like non-living matter is having its heyday Mm -hmm. this is the start of non-living life taking over seeping into us we're using artificial intelligence more than normal (laughs) intelligence (laughs) (laughs) wow man that's deep. What do you think? What do you think that means for us in the future? I mean, there's not really a way to undo that, right? It, there is. You clone a human being from from like the 17th, 16th century, mm-hmm. and, and you raise them in a hermetic bubble made out of plastic. Oh shit! You're right. <laughs> they got us surrounded. <laughs> damn plastic man <laughs> you know uh someone from the dc comics universe mm-hmm. like one of the writers they were asked who's the most powerful uh superhero or villain or person in the world mm-hmm. and is it superman is it batman they're like it's plastic man <laughs> this is no joke plastic man can stretch and do anything he wants he can form into anything He's a bit of a rake. He's a bit of a rogue, so he never really gets into full heroing or full villainy. Mm-hmm. But apparently his power to just become anything is... <laughs> <laughs> is this a real superhero? Hell yeah, it is. Oh my God. Is <laughs> his power killing sea mammals? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. kind of is. This is, a, this is a look of him. Oh my God. Right? So he's kind of a douchebag. He's, you know, he's got a son that he doesn't talk to because because <laughs> he'd rather go be Plastic Man. I mean, there is one definite advantage to Plastic Man 
uh, being a he plastic doesn't man. have to worry about a small dick, right? He does not. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the great villain of, yeah, of our twenty first century. Asshole. Fuck that guy, right? So it's basically like Freddy Krueger in real life, <laughs> just morphing into any nightmare scenario. But he, but instead of a, of a burned pedo, he's just a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> it's the main villain of our times. I'm, I'm thinking we're going to be seeing before before the 2020s are through mm-hmm. a feature length Plastic Man film. And if they don't include some of these themes that we're talking about today, then I'll just have to say the people making movies don't know what they're doing. <laughs> that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good supervillain plot, though. Like I'm Plastic Man. I'm going to seed the earth with my essence mm-hmm. and I'm going to make it so that every man in the world has a smaller penis <laughs> with less sperm, but I will be the man with the biggest plastic penis and the most plastic sperm. Eventually, let's be honest, people are going to want to procreate with plastic man yeah. rather than human man. Mm-hmm. And so plastic man will just kind of like seep in and take over. They have VR sex machines now. Yeah. It's kind of the path that humanity's going down. Just uh, strap yourself into consumerism and let go. Mm-hmm. Like I was on Lifehacker the other day. And it's a it's a cool site. You know, usually they talk about like, uh, oh, you're having a t- tough time doing dishes, right? Well, just use your sponge like this and, this, and you'll clean things much better. Mm-hmm. They had an article next to the use your sponge like this to clean things. And it was, ooh, sponsored posts, get $100 off, like a VR stimulation machine with an auto pump. Okay. Without being too graphic. <laughs> <laughs> you, you strap yourself in. Yeah. You, uh, you know, prepare the material, mm-hmm. probably with a plastic space lube. And you kind of get lost in specially created VR smut Mm -hmm. until I'm assuming you're done. There's no word. I didn't look too much into this, but there's no word whether the machine knows if you're done or not. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a real thing. It's it's a consumer product. I think the headline for Lifehacker was, wasn't like, oh, this now exists. We're in the future, right? It's it was, oh, this is a little cheaper than it used to be now. I know y'all have been buying them already, but this one's a good deal. That was the vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you do if you like walked into this house? I'm not using it, but like you saw it. <laughs> I don't know if I would know what I was seeing. <laughs> well, think- is it like really obvious what it is? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, I feel like some of the peripherals, like once you piece it together, like it's kind of has to be obvious. Like imagine like an office chair or like one of those gamer chairs, right? Yeah. So there's a gamer chair and there's like a headset that comes down over your eyes. Right. And there's like another headset (laughs) that that kind of goes over your crotch, Mm -hmm. you know, with slats for both heads in each set. Right. I mean, just for sheer placement and size of the slot, you might be able to piece together what the machine is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting my life together a little better. So it would be clean. 
<laughs> Good to know. <laughs> this is a, a life hack if you've spent too much time fostering romantic relationships. You just want to <laughs> get to the point. Yeah. <laughs> Use your sponge like this. <laughs> right? <laughs> Do you only you need a romantic relationship to get off? Well, boy, do we have the product for you. <laughs> they should make like a multiplayer version of it, and it's just a chair. <laughs> so that's life, man. We're in the 21st century. This is 2021 talking. We're all you're you're all you're vaccinated. I need to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm thinking maybe I should go to the doctor first, see what they think about me. Yeah. Like, if they're just like, you know, you should just traumatically seal yourself anyway because you're this close to a catastrophe. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> We're in a brave new world, man. We're all older than we've ever been. That's true. People, we're, we're full of plastic. Mm -hmm. Our dicks are getting smaller by the day. And what else? Oh, yeah, people are selling farts. Not even real farts, just a, a thing that says you own a fart. Yeah. Yeah, did yeah, not even not even a real digital fart. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of life, you know, there is for us anymore mm -hmm. besides just fucking dig into it, man. Just dig into it. We're all going to die at 67 and people are going to find our bodies with <laughs> the still pumping fucking VR machine. <laughs> <laughs> bottle of blue pills spilled on the floor <laughs> <laughs> looks like this guy died of old age how old is he 47 <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do you know there's a few glimmers of hope in the future I think but they're few and far between amongst them is we might have another celebrity Texas governor you oh heard boy. about that no this guy identified, we'll play it like match game style. Mm -hmm. This guy identifies as neither Republican or Democrat, but he calls himself an aggressive centrist. Okay. Whatever that means. He's famous. He's been promoting his newest book, Green Lights. And let me tell you, he is all right. I'm talking about Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Look at him. That's at Matthew McConaughey. It's spelled Mick. This is how you spell McConaughey. Mick, M-C, then Con, then Aug, like August, mm -hmm. then Hay, McConaughey. And he's going to run for governor, but he doesn't have any platforms yet. Cool. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great way, actually, to become a governor. It's like, just... Tell everyone you're gonna run for governor. Mm -hmm. You're famous already, so you've got the votes. I mean, that's a that's a good advantage for him, to be honest. Name recognition probably counts a lot more than like actual platform. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, 100 percent. Like that's that's all Donald Trump did was like mm -hmm. he was like oh, he was like Democrat in his fucking public life, his entire life until he ran for president, and he was like oh, Democrats won't have me. Well, I'll just do Republican. Really nailed it. Um, got got elected to, uh, once, but uh, that's enough. Uh, sure was. <laughs> 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 uh, 
let's let's try some other celebrities and maybe they won't be as bad mm. matthew mcconaughey well the good people of texas are gonna have to make that choice i guess yeah but i'm not a fan of celebrity anything running anything started with reagan for you huh <laughs> <laughs> yep that's fair because like it it literally is just like we have these this class of people and in the world who have this almost unlimited cachet of public appeal mm -hmm. through romantic comedies media promotions we know little to nothing about their actual humanity mm -hmm. like when green lights came out the mcconaughey uh book everyone fell in love with the guy because they didn't realize that he's kind of a, he's kind of a smart guy he's kind of kind of cool you know besides mm -hmm. the image we get of him in movies where where he's just a smart guy who's kind of cool <laughs> yeah man <laughs> <laughs> like what does the governor do like literally throughout the day you wake up your governor mm -hmm. uh let's say you're getting up at like 10. <laughs> <laughs> nice and early yeah <laughs> you stumble out of your room at 11 okay and uh you got your aides and they shove a pile of papers in your arms mm -hmm. what, what do those papers say it's just like a bunch of bills like like a legal bills like uh uh i mean i'm sure it depends on the state and what's going on Let's look it up. Day in the Life of a Governor. Okay, well, let's see. This is a scholastic book. Do you remember book fairs? Hell yeah. Scholastic book fairs from school. It was a pretty good time. It's like you got to skip class and then go go to a bookstore mm -hmm. that was hastily set up. And sometimes you could, you could get a book. So, okay. Being a Governor by Sarah de Kapua. Grades three through five. Okay, so that's why all these celebrities are confident. <laughs> they read at a seventh grade level. Um, nonfiction. This book describes the role of state governor, who is qualified, how one becomes, and how a typical day in the life of a governor might unfold. Well, let's get to that. Oh, you have to buy the book. Fuck you. <laughs> that is also how Matthew McConaughey researched the role of governor. <laughs> Honestly, they don't have a lot to do with, like, uh, legislation that happens they may have like a platform like hey I would like to see this and but it's really up to more representatives senators to to make that happen so they're like setting the stage and that like hey I want to do this and this and this and then they have to have other people actually do that I can right? do that I could do that <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a good governor. Governor Scott. We'll use my platform on mm -hmm. Scottcast to basically secure the Michigan vote. Yeah. I figure we'll do Michigan because I don't want to move. Right. Yeah, I'll wake up. I'll tell them to be like, look, guys. I know you guys pretty much run yourselves. So I'm going to let you do that. If anything fucky happens, I'm going to come and beat you up with a bat because I can do that now. I'm a governor. <laughs> 
I'm the governor. This is my lieutenant governor. I call it the Louisville. <laughs> okay, this is this is what this guy says. He's an epistemophilic problem solver. What does that mean? I think it means he touches knowledge. Epistemophilic. Huh. Love of knowledge, excessive striving, or preoccupation with knowledge. Okay. That sounds sounds uh what do you what would you say? Uh pretentious? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so this pretentious problem solver, Jacob Richman, outlines this for being governor. It's a ton of work with very little sleep. Aw. <laughs> I was getting up at ten. Extreme levels of stress. They don't pay them. Pay is almost nothing. It's impossible to accomplish anything in government. Any ma any mistakes made will be remembered for the rest of your life. And people are constantly watching watching you. Ooh. Where'd you get to find out some top secret information though? Now that's where I would be. As a state governor? I okay. don't know about that. You know what? That would explain how aliens never made it to the public mainstream. Let's say it's instead of it be if it's instead of it being like a federal secret, it's like a New Mexico secret. Who is this knowledge lover that's like the best part if I had to guess? Right? <laughs> would probably be the, It's like fuck you, Jacob Jacob Richman. Jacob Richman on Quora, you suck. <laughs> let's look let's look at the rest of this shit he's posted. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So, why did Japanese warriors sacrifice themselves for the emperor? Space question mark. <laughs> the collapse of aristocratic rule ushered in a new age of chaos. The Warring States period, 1400 to 1600, in which military might dictated who governed and who followed. The samurai warriors, also known as bushies, took as their creed what later became known as the way of the warrior. Warrior also known as Bushido, a rigid value system of discipline and honor that required them to live and die in the service of their lords. If commanded, true Bushies were expected to give their life without hesitation. Any form of disgrace, cowardice, dishonor, or defeat reflected poorly on the lord and was reason enough for a Bushy to commit suicide by seppuku or ritual disembowelment. In return for this devotion, the Lord provided protection, well, obviously not, financial security, and social status. Shit, would you kill yourself for a scout cast? No. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> See, I'm a little better than a Japanese Lord in that way. Yes. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, we have a slow podcast one day, and I'm like, Ian... You should disembowel yourself. In fact, it's a little awkward that I have to tell you you should. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Make okay, maybe Jacob Richman is a epistemophile. Maybe. You know? He's a dirty epistemophile, and he should be fucking locked away forever. There is a, uh, a reply to that post from someone whose name appears to be Japanese correcting some things, so... I don't know how how accurate Mr. Richmond's been. <laughs> Mr. Richmond. <laughs> God. We should see if we can get him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Let's get Jacob Richman on the podcast. Jacob Richman, if you're the core editor who's a pistolic problem solver, let, let me know if you're listening. We'll have you on, and you can defend your your core use. Let's go back to listening to farts. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, like, I'm warming up to the fart project. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of glad these guys are my favorite NFT sellers so far. Mm-hmm. We're, we're drinking at the moment uh, some Atwater Brewery Better Life Choices IPA, 12 fluid ounce cans, 85 IBUs, alcohol, 6.5% by volume. Very sensible. Atwater, local Detroit brewery. We keep it real. Enjoy the sound. Let's see. Let's have a little taste. It's got a 94 rating from the beer connoisseur. Really? 2017's eighth best IPA. I have a little, I'm detecting a little graininess to this. Hmm. Grainy. Do I have COVID? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not right. (laughs) Grainy like texture or like, oh, this was brewed with... Wheat. Well, not necessarily texture, but uh, yeah, maybe there's a brewery aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Like in the back, it tastes like like a piece of wheat bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty light for 85 IB. I mean, it, there's definitely a bitterness to it, but it's not like punch you in the face IPA. Like sometimes you get those really heavy like pine flavors or like fruitiness from IPAs that's like really overwhelming and this is like a like a porch sipper man it's like perfect for a day like this just kind of a easy it's like flavorful but not heavy okay yeah i could see that let me see let me try again because right now it's like i'm getting less of the getting less of the like hydration kind of kind of what's it called refreshness Mm mm-hmm <laughs> and uh i don't know let's see i did just drink a probably that has something to do with it yeah because that one's pretty intense flavor <laughs> like what if like atwater was actually paying for us then? <laughs> like this is my big review like what is that do i have covid <laughs> i would give it a i would give it a i would give it a good eight out of ten I'll give it a good eight. That's fair. Yeah. The beer, like, it's not striking me as particularly refreshing or particularly anything, but A, this it's not about how much I like the choice. Mm-hmm. It's about the fact that the choice is better. Yeah. And this is a better life choice to go for local brewery at water, a mild alcohol container. It kind of reminds me of um, that founder's, what was their, like, Blogger. Oh, right, right. Founders, I think they call it like solid gold or something That's like that. That's the one. Yeah. It reminds me of that. It's like, it tastes like a lighter beer, like a lager, but it's got a little extra flavor. But it's not like too in your face. Right. So I would say this is a good alternative to uh, the solid gold if you like me, are not purchasing Founders Beer anymore because of their uh, brush with racism. (laughs) (laughs) Brush with racism. (laughs) 
I mean, I think they, they might have fired that guy who was racist, but, you know, you never know. Well, it was like a management thing. and Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, I think they did sell to some other company. So it's now it's like a corporate whatever, and it's not really even that, local anymore. That doesn't anymore. assuage you, though. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I just don't do founders anymore. Keep it simple. Yeah. I remember when that case broke out in the news, and, like, uh, I was just getting into that founder salad gold. It was a good beer. It was a good beer. It was a good price. Yeah. For it was like the cheapest craft beer you could buy. Yeah. It was pretty much a dime above a twelve pack of Miller. Mm-hmm. But tasted like craft beer. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, this is a good standard go to. Mm-hmm. Keep it in your fridge, rock it. But like that ten cents did not beat. The, the fact I'd be like purchasing these things in Detroit and then people would be looking at me like, <laughs> you're going for that? That's one? That's one you pick. <laughs> at least we still got Atwater. We still got Bells. Yeah. Two good uh, Michigan breweries. What else is Michigan brewery? I mean, I still love the uh, the local Corktown guys, the Brew Detroit and um, Detroit. Batch. They don't yeah. sell as much at like the big grocery stores, but you can get them at the at Steve's and or you can visit Corktown and and purchase from the source. Yeah, just just like just right out of the keg. Just open your mouth, <laughs> <laughs> fill me up, stumble home. It's the way to be. Better life choices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're uh I was I was up late one night and I was I've been thinking of different podcast concepts I want to do. Like I want to do some podcast concepts where it might be easier easier to promote than a Scottcast, mm-hmm. build a network. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking a good one for us would be a very specifically movie review podcast. Yeah. But we got to make it in a way that that challenges both of us. Mm-hmm. If it's just you sitting down spitting facts about awesome fucking shit, like that'll be great. But you know, I also want to challenge you. Yeah, and I think we talked about this a little bit already. But I want to challenge you with something I know, like you're going to be just hanging on by a thread <laughs> at the end. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about. The four-hour Zack Snyder Justice League movie. Four hours. Batfleck. Mm-hmm. Reboot. I mean, it's a... Uh, Big franchise. CGI everywhere. Yeah, that's, I think, the thing that's most worrisome to me. But I uh, I can respect Zack Snyder. He's the one that did the Dawn of the Dead remake, right? He is? I think so. Let's look up his... Let's look up Zack Snyder facts. Which, like, Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite films of all time. The OG. The 70-whatever, George Romero, 78, I think, 79. Oh, and you liked the remake? I liked the remake, yeah. Oh, okay. I was very skeptical. I didn't think I would like it, but I, I was, it was okay. It was... Oh, we should do that. Let's watch the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And then the remake of Justice League. Maybe it's the Zack Snyder magic. Maybe this man knows how to fucking redo a film. <laughs> oh, he did 300. 
Mm, I didn't realize that. He directed Watchmen, directed 300. He directed Hanukkah, Oh Hanukkah. (laughs) (laughs) Dawn of the Dead remake in 2004. Yeah. Oh, that was before 300. Oh, yes. ZZ Top, World of Swirl, Soul Asylum, Morrissey. Wow. This guy's uh, down the line on people I'm okay with. My Chemical Romance. I don't know about that. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe that's when he fucking started falling off the goddamn. <laughs> he's, he's he's got a credit on Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Did you hear the story of it? Of the Justice League remake, why it's a thing? I think you kind of described it when we were chatting the other night. But yeah, for the sake of our listeners, let's <laughs> tell that story again. No, let's just talk about the story. Wasn't it great? <laughs> a good story <laughs> if you want to know about the story you can purchase uh rights to the story from us for <laughs> <laughs> we won't actually tell you the story but you can own own rights yeah oh yeah own not, yeah just, you don't even own the rights you just own the story yeah you don't get to listen to it <laughs> you don't get to enjoy it but you own it so the idea is justice league came out in 2017 Zack Snyder made it like like he was the original guy on it. Mm-hmm. He wrote the storyline and all. It was supposed to be the Marvel Buster, right? Because Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're raking in cash. They got like 30 fucking films and like everyone right. fucking creams their damn pants every time one comes out. Yeah. And it's disgusting. And so DC was like, fuck, we got to do something. There's a few flops on the way to Justice League because a lot of the WB fucking... Higher-ups are meddling and stuff like that. Yeah. And when Justice League finally comes out, in the middle of Justice League, there's some personal tragedies in Zack Snyder's life, and uh, he has to go away. And then they bring in Joss Whedon to fucking finish it. And like he's like changing things arbitrarily, cutting it down, getting rid of entire plot points. Like The biggest, the biggest villain in Justice League was supposed to be Darkseid, who is essentially demon god of of the universe? Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he makes Thanos look like a little bitch, <laughs> and they completely cut him out. Mm-hmm. That came out flopped. Nobody liked it. Yeah, nobody liked Justice League. Over the pandemic, when everybody was like stuck in their home, little rumors came out of like what Zack Snyder's original vision of Justice League was supposed to be, and everybody who wants more Batfleck, which is a small minority on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> started really pushing like we need to see this film because we need more Batfleck and then more things started leaking out like well Zack Snyder was like well you know here's a few stills from what I was planning and and here's a here's what they looked like in the Joss Whedon version and like the Joss Whedon cyborg is like this idiot in a hoodie looking out the window with a red eye Mm -hmm. whereas like the Zack Snyder cyborg is like this freaking battle tank fucking awesome dude and like he's like like the entire story's based on him. Yeah. Like like in his heart is like this this universal freaking energy and shit that's bringing everything to a head. And so I know that like uh these are really intended to be cash cows for the studio. You know, having a wide appeal and kind of the the PG-13 superhero whatever. Yeah. Um, is is the Zack Snyder version like a hard R though? Because that would be rad as fuck. That would be rad (laughs) as fuck. Let's see. I don't think it's a hard R. 
Oh, it is a hard R. Oh, nice. A hard R, four hours and two minutes. Let me okay. tell you. So I'm I'm uh, open-minded. I'm receptive to this. Okay. And l- let me tell you, <laughs> it is not a cash grab because like for reshoots, they spent $70 million and it's just streaming on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way they're making money on this. <laughs> so a, f- a few, yeah, a few caveats are immediately grounded mm-hmm. hard r so we're gonna be seeing some bad dick <laughs> we're gonna see dark side we're gonna see superman in, in the black soup outfit flash he's got his own freaking storyline look at this willem defoe is in it why not oh jk simmons as commissioner gordon okay that can't be fucking brushed over so here's my idea for that pod we're gonna do mm-hmm I watch something you want me to watch. Mm-hmm. I make you watch Justice League. Like that's two episodes. Yeah, back switching them off. We just we just show each other movies. Like I'm gonna go for, I'm gonna go for these Hollywood corporate crony bullshits. Yeah, that I know you wouldn't watch on your own. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna shove CGI down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> and not because I particularly love CGI. Yeah, I just want to. Like, like you put yourself in this little, this beautiful bubble mm-hmm. of, um, of practical effects and puppets and uh, reality. Yeah, <laughs> you just keep yourself in this reality bubble. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude, we need to make an NFT of you watching CGI. Yeah, <laughs> we need to sell that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good to challenge yourself. I'll, I'll it you. is. I'll, yeah. I'll accept that. Okay. Expect that in the future. A new Scott Cast production where we we go hard on a movie review mm-hmm. uh, each episode. I was going to call it Pop Raw because I'm going to show you like these pop movies and you're going to show me these like raw movies. Mm-hmm. Like this real shit, you know? Yeah. Like, you're going to be like, like we should do a Dawn of the Dead original then dawn of the dead remake couple mm-hmm. episodes that would be good that'll be a good series have you ever seen the original i have not oh my god mr romero right yeah classic i just got that fucking huge set with all the 4k versions yeah oh my god okay it looks like okay this this podcast <laughs> is definitely a go <laughs> <laughs> expect that soon scott castigators fuck yeah man i'm excited for this now, like, now this podcast just became a podcast about talking about another podcast we're going to be doing. <laughs> Podception. It's good stuff. I've never seen Inception. Really? Yeah, or Conception. Is Conception a movie? No, it's what happens when a human being is made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, actually, it's a lot of movies. <laughs> right. Now that I think about it. <laughs> so, speaking of movies, we... Uh... What would have been an Ian entry into the new, new pod idea? But, uh, uh, honestly, yeah, that's that, that was such a good movie though. <laughs> like that's a Ian and Scott entry. That would just be two episodes <laughs> where we both show each other that movie. Like you show it to me, and then the second episode is like, no, but you watch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. What Psycho Goreman? Psycho right? Goreman. Yeah, give us a plot overview. What's that? So, uh, yeah, you got like a kind of an interdimensional demon figure who's got his own backstory, um, but he's kind of been like 
uh, imprisoned in like a contraption here on earth and like buried in the, in the ground. And these kids kind of stumble upon it and release him inadvertently. Um, but there's like a, a gem that sort of seals the, the prison that the young girl takes and she's like eight maybe. <laughs> right? Yeah. This, this, yeah. So By the it, way, this young girl, I'm giving her, I'm giving her Oscars already. <laughs> I'm giving her Grammys, Oscars. She's going to get an EGOT for this film. <laughs> I love this. I've never loved a child actress or a child actor for that matter. This this is the best child acting I've ever seen in my life. It's perfect. <laughs> it's like if Nicolas Cage was a child actor. <laughs> That's how I describe this, this this girl. So because she has this amulet, she kind of takes control of uh, this this being, and she decides to name him Psycho Gorman because he's basically pure evil and uh, has like some magical powers. He can kind of destroy or uh, transmute people into to horrible puppet monsters and and that's that's sort of the play is like we kind of bounce back and forth between this really gratuitous violence and like these kids and just kind of the naivety of of childhood yeah i remember you describing this movie to me and you were like uh well it's uh it's a family movie <laughs> but it's a hard r <laughs> So that's not a bad that should be a tagline <laughs> on that thing. <laughs> that was pretty that was pretty prescient. So the the actress uh that who deserves all the all the fucking awards, uh let's see, what's her name? Nita Josie Hanna. Yeah, expect that. Expect Nita Josie Hanna. Any place you might have heard Dakota Fanning, any place you might have heard a young Ellen Page. Yeah, this chick is gonna blow up momentarily, I swear. A few few notes for my favorite thing. This is going to mm-hmm. be a small preview of what what a potentially name undecided but pop raw would be. One of my favorite little nods, and I think it's a beautiful nod. And I wonder if they did it on purpose. We'll look at the trivia later. But like at one point, the kids decide to dress the interstellar demon up as a human. And they happen to pick the exact same outfit as Alan Grant in Jurassic Park. He's got the red bandana. He's got the hat. He's got the glasses. He's got the blue shirt and the khakis. This is Alan Grant as lit. Like, I don't see a single detail in this that is not Alan Grant, which is beautiful. It's perfect. It's in theme. If Psycho Gorman director is listening to this right now, I applaud you. And I want you to email in. And fucking tell me if I'm on the money. I think this is on purpose. I was telling Ian this uh, after we watched it. I believe that they put this allusion to Alan Grant in there because like Alan Grant, Psycho Gorman is not a big fan of children at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but after being forced to stick with the children through through harrowing events, uh, he grows a little affection for these children. And I don't want to spoil it too much, but that seems to be worth what the plot revolves around is like, mm-hmm. is this interstellar demon like understanding, like love, like what it really is. Yeah. And, and, and how children can show him that and what it means. Just like in Jurassic Park. Absolutely. With, with Tim and Lex 
and Dr. Alan Grant. I'm excited. I want to watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Look at these assholes. 4,796 assholes decided to rate it 6.2 out of 10. Well, fuck you. Yeah. That's what happens with with these kinds of movies, though. It's like you've got like 80% 10s and like 20% 1s. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow it, it kind of evens out to a 6 or a 5. Yeah. Let's see. Let's look up some fucking trivia. I need to add trivia. That is fucking Alan Grant. That's my trivia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you've not seen Psycho Gorman, uh, you should see Psycho Gorman. Yeah. And you should not take this review as what it would be like on the other podcast where we're going to try to do this for real. Yeah. We'll definitely <laughs> get a little deeper into it, but. Yeah. Um, go out right now and uh, rent or buy Psycho Goreman on your preferred streaming platform. It's a Shudder production, but I don't think it's on Shudder yet. But I think it will be at some point. But you can definitely get it on Amazon to rent or buy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you should do that. Oh, it's won awards. Let's see the awards. Best Feature Film. From Celluloid Screams Sheffield Horror Film Festival. Monster Fest. Winner. <laughs> Philadelphia Film Festival. Winner. Yeah. Sitges Catalonian International Film Festival. Nominee. You think this would be in the Oscars? <laughs> I wish. I don't think it will be, no. Oh, yeah. It would change the world if this was in the Oscars. <laughs> One of her friends turns into a big hideous brain creature and uh, and like it's, he gets self-conscious about being a hideous brain creature. The lead in the film's like, I like you just the way you are, hideous brain creature. Yeah. And don't we all feel like a hideous brain creature once in a while? Sometimes we do. Yeah. I'm going to hang this still up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh. Advertisement, <laughs> like all of us, like I was flipping through stills of uh, Psycho Goreman, and then all of a sudden, Zack Snyder's Justice League comes up, and I was like, "Universes Please are tell colliding. Me, tell me that Psycho Goreman's the fucking villain here." <laughs> That's what he did. <laughs> That'd be great if they were in the same universe. Oh my god, I would, I would fucking freak the fuck out if like Batfleck showed up. <laughs> In the middle of Psycho Gore, man. I gotta, yeah, I gotta say, we will cover this more fully on Pop Raw, I am sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for now, uh, what did we learn today, good sir, good fan favorite? Ah, well, um, we learned that there's a lot of terrible things for us to feel terrible about. We, uh, we're all dying as we're all millennials, are in pretty bad shape. Apparently our dicks are getting smaller. Shrinking dick. Um, we're full of plastics and poisons and buying things that don't make sense. Mm -hmm. And we're uh, all addicted to drugs and alcohol. Yeah, lots of things to be pretty wary about. We're all afraid of the doctor. But at the same time, uh, you got to find the silver linings, and we got some wonderful craft beers available to us and. Michigan that are not associated with racism and 
Uh, we got some pretty rad films to watch, both popular and underground. And yeah. uh, Psycho Goreman, 10 out of 10. Yeah. 10 out of 10. So as tough as things get, there's there's hope and we'll make the best of our bad situation and uh, find humor in our torture. <laughs> yes. Yes. We are all on the inside the uh, amazing flying torment. And we shall be for eternity. But that is nothing to fear, young lamb. That is nothing to fear. <laughs> That's what I learned. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's uh let's head this out, man. Let's uh um let me see. Uh from all of us at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission. Did I miss something? You got it. From all of us at the super <laughs> fuck me. From all of us at the super original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, I I do bid thee adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. Well, Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. Oh yeah. Buy our farts. <laughs> they are three thousand dollars. <laughs> 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 <laughs>